Hey, you're listening to Blue Jean Church's podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. To learn more about Blue Jean Church in Selma, Alabama, visit us at www.bluejeanselma.com. This morning, I had uh, three topics I wanted to talk about, and I was, you know, you, you try to get a title. I didn't have one, and I got one now. Lord, I need you, and you made a way. So the topics I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to do a quick hit kind of thing. And they've been on my heart for a while. And um, I'm going to hit them. And what I, my prayer is that the Lord will take just a smidge that I'm going to touch and explode it in your heart and lead you to somewhere that's something that he wants you to find and that you need. That he'll, he'll, he knows that need you've got. And maybe he'll take the words that he's hopefully given to me and explode it in you. And then there's your way to wherever you need to go. So let's get started. And uh, uh, got to rock and roll this morning. It got a little longer than I wanted, so I got to cut it back, I think. Um, the first topic was, Josh, you got that one up there for me? Nothing never existed. Something is out there. Now, obviously, I'm getting ready to touch a little bit on creation and evolution. Just a little smidget. But you think about it, nothing never existed, but something is out there. First scripture, and we'll start each section with scriptures. The first one is it's as basic as you can get because it started it all. The first scripture, y'all all know it, Genesis 1. God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, let's start. You know, the, the, the debate out there between evolution and creation, it's all kind of things, all kind of topics, you know, and it's been going on forever. One side believes in the Bible. The other side says it doesn't exist, you know. And, you know, it, it, I, I, I fell in that recently and just was kind of interested a little bit. And, and I realized that, hey, wait a minute. This discussion, to a large extent, is about the process of wherever it started back here and here we are today and all that's gone on in between, they get all wrapped up in that process. They're looking at the wrong question. The wrong question. The correct question is, where did the first atom, A-T-O-M, even better, where did the first subatomic particle come from? Right? Where did it come from? Did it just show up out of nothing? No, he's right. That's the right answer. <laughs> um, you think about, uh, I was thinking about kind of country boy. I've got a little country in me, and I uh, call it barnyard theology. And the barnyard theology would say, nothing produces nothing if nothing is real. So where did that first subatomic particle come from? If there's nothing, 
It can't come, right? Physical laws of science will say the same thing. Well, I want to use an analogy. And, you know, th this is kind of an area that's a little difficult, so I'm going to try to do the best I can. But let's, uh, let's imagine, I need you to imagine that you're at home and you get up every morning and you walk in your kitchen and you look at your kitchen countertop. It's empty. Nothing on it. Nice and clean. Nothing's there. And it's empty. And you have a longing for a banana nut muffin. Every morning you get up and you have a longing for a banana nut muffin. And you look at that countertop and it's still not there. Tomorrow morning, you get up again, and it's still not there. Why? Well, it takes something has to provide action, effort to make it happen, right? So for the banana nut muffin, you get up, you make a plan, i.e. you get a recipe. Then you gather ingredients together. Then you mix them all up. You create an environment to cook it in, and you start cooking, and then you take time and patience and then you cook, and then you have your banana nut muffin. It's good. Now, we'll have to confess on this muffin, I hate to say it wasn't my effort, it was Catherine's. Bob, yeah. <laughs> but you think about the muffin. It never was there until effort was put into it. Something put effort, a person put effort, action, took action, made it happen. Think about that subatomic particle. If there was nothing, somebody had to put action, have effort. Somebody had to create something to make it happen. And what does Genesis tell us? God. He did it. He was the action. He had the plan. He had the recipe. He had the plan. He took the action he created, and he made that subatomic particle. Couldn't have come from where to anything else. Now you ask the question, though, and the muffin's still in my mouth, as you can tell. It's where do, if, if the subatomic particle didn't exist and it was in nothing, what was there? Well, you think nothing, but when God existed because, we, obviously, he created it. Where did he exist? He existed in, let's call it a spiritual space. So all, none of this was here, but whatever that is, that spiritual space was there, and God said, ah, you know, I want to create create creation. I want to create a subatomic particle and all the things involved with it and man. So he's over in the spiritual world and somehow in a godly thing way which we do not understand he said I want a subatomic particle then I want earth and I want man. You know and Genesis talks that whole story. So he did it and when he created that subatomic particle you think about it at that moment he created a physical space. And that physical space is what we live in now. That's us. From a subatomic particle, so I'm standing here on this stage because of God. But he was in a spiritual space long before there was a physical. And also, you think about we and our limitations here in the physical. Time, space, weights, does it fit? You know, all those are kind of limitations and boundaries we have here in the physical. God doesn't have that. I got one here. Thank you. I love somebody taking care of me. God didn't have that. You think about it. Because he existed before physical existed, so he existed before the boundaries existed and the limitations. So he was out there. Then he created the physical space. He created us. And what does the word tell us? He, can, he moved in and out between the physical and the spiritual all the time. Still does. But the good news is, 
Something was out there, always. What does it mean for us? First, it means we have a sovereign God. There is somebody out there greater than us. Second thing about it, this is his party. We just, we just get to come enjoy it. He's in control. Third thing, he created the subatomic particle. He created us by breathing life into us. And his Bible tells us he created us in his image. What does that mean? That means that we're special to God. So, nothing never existed. He always has. Topic two. Topic two and a drink of water thing. Real quick here, there's a couple of scriptures put up here I want to put up to start this topic with. And this topic is called Boots in the Mud. I'm not alone. So, uh, uh, if you ever worn these, you make a pretty good imprint in the mud when you're in the woods. Yeah. So that's what we want to talk about. But let's go to a few scriptures first. John 1, 1, 2. Y'all know this one well. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. John 1, 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Hey, went from the, went from the spiritual realm or space into the physical here one of those one of those events third scripture john 3 and this one's this one's this one's the big one for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life but god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him that's our basis now let's move forward have you ever been lost in the woods, walking around in the mud, and you know, kind of know you're lost, and you look down and you see a boot print? What comes to mind? I think one of two things do. One, is it mine, that boot print, or is it somebody else's? Now, if you look down at that boot print and you say, oh, boy, that's mine, what does that mean? That pretty much means you've been walking in circles, and you really are lost, you know. And uh, so that's kind of a, kind of a tough situation, you know. Isn't that kind of like life a little bit? Don't we kind of go along sometime in life and we start walking over our tracks, walking in a circle, digging a rut, and before we know know it, life gets a little empty. Life might get a little confusing. Life might get a little fearful. You know, if that happens, maybe it's about time to ask the question, do I need to quit stepping in my boot print, right? Back to the woods. You look down at the boot print, and you see it, and you say, that's not mine. That must be somebody else's. And you start thinking, what thoughts might come to mind? One is, well, what if I follow this boot print, and it might lead me somewhere and lead me home, lead me to safety? You know, that's what happens. You have a little rise up of hope, eager anticipation. But what if you take another point of view, you look at the boot print and say, uh, I don't think I want to follow that. I want to go the other way because uh, I might not want to meet that unknown person. Are you having a little rise up of uncertainty, of danger, maybe another kind of fearfulness? So now you've got a situation in life when that happens. You know, 
you're going to have to at some point probably come to the conclusion that, you know, is it working out that I'm following my, the, my own boot prints and now it's time for me to follow this boot print and get out and find a way? You know, the scriptures that we read clearly show that uh, God came down to us. He came down to walk in the mud with us. You know, he came to save us. He came to rescue us. He came to take us home. Okay, so he did. Great, man. That's great. But tell me more about that. Let's talk about his boot prints. You know, let's talk about boots. What is his boot prints? What has he left in the mud there, so to speak, for us to follow? Well, the number one thing he's left us is this. That's a massive boot print. And it leads you home every time. Second thing he left us, the urgings of the Holy Spirit. They move in us to pull us and point us toward Jesus. And the third thing he, he, le he leaves us is the testimonies of, of godly people that have, 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 have experienced the love of Jesus. Those are boot prints, and those are things we can follow. And that's what he wants. He didn't want us to be lost and walking around in the mud, stomping on our own, own boot print. He wants to be running to him, coming home to the Father. I can hear the Father running. Well, hey, Father, listen to me running. I'm coming. So that's, that's the second one. God had a plan. You know, he took action. He came out of the spiritual space to save us. Thanks be to God. Uh, another thing, look at John 12 real quick. We're going to run through some... <laughs> Then Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. John 14, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mark 1, after John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Acts 20. I, Paul, have declared to both Jews and Gentiles that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a little twist here. If you look at this, God is asking, trust, instructing us to take action. One is to follow him, follow the blueprints. Two is to believe, and three is to repent. But now, let me be clear about that. That is not a call to works. That is a call to understanding of receiving his gift of grace. Completely things. So he wants you to come to his gifts. He wants you to believe. He wants you to repent. He wants you to follow. Those are things that tied into his grace, not works. So, how do we end? All of this, he came to us to bring us home. Thanks be to God. Third um, little topic I had here. You know, we as believers often talk about wanting more. And uh, that has concerned me a little bit because we can mistakenly start thinking that God is holding back on us. 
Let's look at some scriptures. Ephesians. By the way, the topic, it's raining and I'm not wet. Ephesians 1. Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Colossians 1. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and above you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. Ezekiel, back in the Old Testament, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Ephesians 1. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Notice that eternal blessings, eternal spiritual blessings, they're there, done, not limited. Also, another thing to point out is when, you, when we get the Holy Spirit as believers, it gives us those daily blessings we get to have. Some call it the fruits. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That comes with the package. It's there. It's waiting for us. Also, a power. It gives us the power to work, walk this thing out while we're here in the flesh, in the physical. So, People have described these blessings as like a mighty flowing river. You know, I, I think I'll go back to my country boy, barnyard, barnyard theology. I want to say God's raining down on us, on us like crazy. You know, that's what I'm saying. So you ask the question, well, Mel, why aren't I receiving all these blessings? Why aren't I getting wet? Well, the reason is it's an issue of surrender. We create a distance. We push God back a little bit the way we live sometimes. And I'm, I can speak from experience here, by the way. The way we live, the way we think, the things we look at, what we put up on a pedestal other than God. When we as believers do that, we're, we're pushing him back. And we're limiting our access to his blessings. So it's not him, it's us. He's pouring. Just think of that out there. Just think of that again. The Lord is pouring out rain on us like crazy. But we push back. And I want to say that push back. The best analogy I could think of was it's like a raincoat. As a believer, if I'm wearing a raincoat and walk outside in the rain, my feet get wet, but the rest of my body doesn't. If I'm an unbeliever, if I don't know Jesus... It's like standing under a roof or a shed. It's rain, uh, raining all outside. Blessings are flowing down everywhere, but I'm dry. And the only way I can experience that is step out there in the rain and play in the rain. And one thing I want to just absolutely make crystal clear, Jesus is longing for you to come play with him in the rain. He's longing for you to come if you don't know him. So what do we do? 
about these blessings? How do we really enjoy these blessings? Take off the daggum raincoat. Go run outside. Get in the rain and just enjoy it and get soaked. That's the deal. You get soaked. <laughs> Take the raincoat off, folks, and here we go. So that's it. So how do I summarize all this, these three topics? Well, for me personally, I'll say, you know, God created me, God came to me, and God stays with me. You know, I, I, on that I'd have to say thanks be to God, right? <laughs> you know, and so what do I leave with you and encourage you to do? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, go find Jesus. Take off your boots. Throw your rain jacket in the closet. Enjoy a banana nut muffin and go live with God. That's what we do. And that's an amen at that. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope this message has equipped and inspired you to transform people, your community, and the world through the love and power of Jesus Christ. Whether you're from Selma or anywhere you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us online at www.bluejeanselma.com.